Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a series entitled, Choose to Lose. Because of God's great work in our lives, we now have the power to make great choices. We don't need big faith to accomplish huge goals. We just need a little faith in a big God. Are you ready to trust Him for the unbelievable? What will you choose to lose? Here's Dr. Kelly with this week's podcast. Good, good day. How you guys doing? Good day to all of you. Glad you are here. I just have to say on the front end, it is not supposed to be this cold in the Carolinas. And I heard on Wednesday it's supposed to be something like 12 degrees or something like that. And that, that's, that's not cool. And uh, I don't, how many of you were glad and excited to come to the house of God today? Come on, show of hands. I bet I was more glad to come to the house of God than you because we lost our power last night. The wind knocked down some trees, I guess. I don't know, man, but it went out at 9 o'clock. It didn't come on till 5 o'clock this morning, which is the normal time I get up on Sundays. And so we slept in the freezing cold. And so I was so glad to come to the church today where there is heat and uh, so glad that you are here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this series. We are in a series called Choose to Lose. Choose to Lose. And by way of review... Uh, here's what we did last week. We talked about faith. We talked about our faith in God and how we will never really learn how to steward over these bodies well until we realize it is a spiritual journey. Hello. It is not about willpower as much as it is about what? God's power. Today, we're going to talk about food. Not a, tr- not a more tricky subject on the planet than food. Next week, we're talking about fitness. Then we're going to talk about focus, realizing that it all starts with our mind. As we change our minds, then we change our behaviors, not the other way around. Many of you, me included, have tried to change our behaviors with certain things in our lives, and we failed miserably. Often, it can come down to us not changing our minds first. Then we're going to talk about friends. Friends doing life with others, life groups, whether you're into doing life with family members or other community, whatever the case is, then we're going to be talking about just making it a lifestyle and ending with a 5K, 10K walk or run on March 15th. And come on, church, at all of our campuses, how many of you are going to do a 5K or a 10K? Come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. A lot of you. And those of you who didn't budge, you need to budge. You need to budge toward a 5 or 10K run here in Central North Carolina and in Columbia, South Carolina. They are doing their own thing. And that gives me a chance to welcome everybody. I want to welcome, come on, the Internet Campus, the Coffeehouse Campus, Garner, NCCIW, Daughters of the King, North Raleigh Campus, Sanford, Columbia, and the Kenya Campus. Come on, all of our campuses, welcome one another. Just welcome everybody. So glad. You are here. So, guys, I really want to say this, and I don't even think I said it last week. I believe this series can be life-changing for you. Now, some of you, see, I know you. Some of you are sitting there going, yeah, but you guys say that about every series. <laughs> we do, don't we? And, like, like, and that's, because, that's because we really believe that. And that's because every series, lives are being changed. Every series we do. And that's all to praise God and give Him glory and all that. But this series, I'm telling you, I believe this series more so than any other series 
really, if you just start to think about it, if we really internalize and we really start to learn how to steward over our bodies well, this truly can be a series that could change our spiritual fitness and our physical fitness for decades to come. Now, last week, just by way of review, if you weren't here, just a couple overarching principles. Last week, I, I made it clear, and I kind of did it in a very confessional way, that Christians and often pastors can be notoriously guilty of talking about all the other external sins that we struggle with, lots of morality, while at the same time, Christians and pastors, pastors are some of the most obese people on the planet, by the way. Not even lying. You studied across the, the planet, particularly in America. I mean, pastors, there's some big old pastors. You know what I'm saying? And pastors have a tendency to, to rant and rave about certain sins while at the same time ignoring gluttony and ignoring caring for the body. And, and Christians too. I mean, Christians particularly in the South. And I talked about dualism last week, and I talked about the early church heresy known as Gnosticism, where we have this tendency to say, you know what, that which is spiritual, that which is, uh, that which is spiritual, that which is eternal, is good and godly, and that which is physical, our bodies, is bad and temporal. And as a result, the Christian community, when we should be leading the way on caring for our bodies, the Christian community has often lagged way way behind i shared with you last week probably the last time i share this for the first time in history for the first time in history as many people are suffering from the result of too much food as those suffering from malnutrition now just think about that for a moment people all over planet earth are struggling and dying from malnutrition but now we have more people who suffer and get sick as a result of too much food seven in ten americans are overweight. Diabetes, heart disease, and other lifestyle-based diseases now kill more than infectious diseases worldwide. And as I talked about last week, I just need to say this again because I heard a lot of good comments from this. I'm not just talking about those of us that could, that could afford to shed a few pounds, if you know what I mean. There are people among us who need to gain weight. There are people among us who have eating disorders. So the reason this is a series that can be life-changing for all is because this is about a lifestyle. And this impacts you wherever you are. Every single one of us, come on, tell me if it's right or wrong. Every single one of us could get a little better at caring for our bodies. Amen? Hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this, <laughs> this affects everybody. Again, by way of review, just hitting some things real quick. And if you missed any of this, go to the Resource Center at any of our campuses and pick up the message from last week. Because Christians have ignored this for so long, I unpacked a theology of health last week. A theology of health where I talked about my body. Why don't you just read these with me so that we kind of get the memory going from last week. Ready? Go. My body belongs to and his. Your body belongs to God if you are a Christian. Even if you're not, you might not even be aware of it, right? But your body still belongs to God. He gave you life. Can I get an amen, church? Number two, God expects me to take care of my body. Just a foundational element to develop a solid biblical theology of health. Read it with me. Ready? Go. God expects me to take care of my body. For some of you, you've never actually thought about that. 
Then I spent some time at the end of the day last week, and I really unpacked a, a, a mysterious concept, and it is this third one. Ready? Read it out loud with me. Go. God will resurrect my body after I die. God will resurrect my body after I die. Therefore, one of the reasons why I care for my body in life, hello, and in death is because God will resurrect this body when he comes again for the second coming, pierces the eastern sky, the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will do what, church? They will rise to be with God forever in a place called heaven. Let the church say amen. And as 1 Thessalonians said last week, this is an encouraging word, so encourage one another. Go get this book. We sold out of this book last week. We've never sold so many books in any series. We sold out of this last week. Therefore, we took a bunch of orders from you. The books have arrived. They're in the resource center. If you didn't get one last week or you didn't place an order, we have extras. Go get this book. It's about the Daniel plan. Reach under your chair. We're going to do this one more time. One more time because we wanted to add a little something on here. Grab the golden ticket. And I bet by the end of this series, if you will engage it, you will be able to reach under your seat a little easier on March 15th. Seriously. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> it'd be awesome, man. You'll be able to, bam, just grab that thing. What do you do with this, church? What do you do with this? Give it to somebody. Pray about it and give it to them quick. They then bring this. You've got to tell them to bring it to church. They fill it out. They drop it in the gold boxes around all of the campuses or they drop it in the offering. And on March 15th, we're going to give away things like gym memberships and spas and books to engage the mind. We're just going to give away all kinds of stuff to our guests. Oh, give me a chance. We got a lot of these last week. Guess who we got them from? You're like, I want a spa, right? Snap, I want a book. No, no, no. No, I want a membership at the gym. This is for our guests. Come on, church. And I said that really clear last week. Y'all filling them out, man, dropping them in the offering. Come on. All right, here we go. Let's go get this. Today, oh, my Lord, we're going to talk about food. Food is tricky, man. And I said this, food is good. Last thing I would ever want you to start thinking is that food is bad. Food is good. But don't we all know that too much of a good thing is a bad thing? Right? Come on. How many of you in your house, how many of you in your house, when you put leftovers in the refrigerator, we're just going to be honest right here. You, you put leftovers in the refrigerator. How many in your house, like, it, you, you don't touch someone else's leftovers? Yes, sir, he said. Like, I'm just telling you, we're, we, we got a big family. And so, man, my kids, man, they'll, they'll write, you know, Caleb's, Caleb's leftovers. And our family's known to put little parenthetical notes. Touch this and you shall die. <laughs> right? And I'm not lying, man. I put some things in the refrigerator before and I've said, dads. And I put, I haven't said you'll die. <laughs> Thought about it, but didn't do it. But I have put do not touch, right? I mean, 
food, man. And it's just a tricky thing. I know a pastor, true story. I'm not making this up. A pastor, pastor went to visit an elderly person. The elderly person was like on their last leg, if you know what I mean. And he was sitting by the, the bedside, which would be her deathbed, sitting by the bedside talking with her. And uh, there were some peanuts on the end table right beside her. And so he just reached over and grabbed one or two and ate a few peanuts. And as he kept talking, he, he, he's like, man, those are good. So he kept eating the peanuts. And when he got finished meeting with her that day, he was getting ready to leave. He said prayer. And as he was walking out the door, he goes, he goes I'm sorry. I kind of got carried away with your peanuts and I ate all your peanuts. And she said, oh, that's no problem, Pastor. Since I don't have any teeth anymore, I just suck all the chocolate off of them and put them back in the bowl. <laughs> Let the church say nasty! Man! I swear I think I'd have had to go to the bathroom and vomit or something, man. That's just <laughs> disgusting, right? But food, man, it's just tricky, right? It's tricky. And um, we're, we're going to talk about that today. It's, it's helpful when we talk about food. It's helpful to remember this powerful verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Out loud with me. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Ready, go, church. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do... Do it all for the glory of God. It's so good and it's so pithy. Let's read it again. Ready? Go. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now let me just talk to you for a moment about what somebody taught me about 10 years ago. And I haven't always aced this. But, um, you know, there's many controversial things, right? What should you eat? Can a Christian drink? If a Christian drinks, how much? Can a Christian smoke? And I addressed that one head on last week. <laughs> you need to cut that mess out. That's nasty. And no science has ever said that that's, that's healthy for your body. So I don't even care if you live in Colorado or you visit Colorado frequently now. I don't care if it's legal. That stuff is not good for you. So the point is, a pastor taught me many, many years ago on all these controversial issues. First, we always run to the Word of God. Amen. We run to the Word of God, let it be our authority as to what we should eat, what we should drink, if we should drink, and how much we drink. And I've actually talked about alcohol from this stage before. If you choose to drink alcohol, the Bible says that is not a sin. The moment you start to slip into drunkenness, it is a sin. Very, very clear. To which some of you say, well, I can drink six without getting drunk. You need to stop smoking crack, too. Okay? A... Re <laughs> a re <laughs> A responsible drink is one thing, okay? But drink, but the, the, the mentor of mine used to tell me, he said, you know, when it comes to all this, number one, we run to the Word of God first. But secondly, um, he taught me what he called, and I've always called it this, the glory test. From this verse of Scripture. Do all things to the what? Do all things to the glory of God. And so, while you're eating, or while you're drinking... Or while you're thinking of smoking, you need to ask yourself this question. Can I do that to the glory of God? Like for real, not, not like lying to yourself. Absolutely! No, no, no. Can, can, I, can, I, can I eat this to the glory of God? How much would be to the glory of God? Can, can I drink this to the glory of God? Prescription medications, I haven't talked about that, but boy, that's a growing addiction field, right? Right? It really, really helps us to think about the glory of God when we think about what we put in our bodies. Because as we talked about last week, our bodies are what? 
temples, temples of the Lord. They belong to him. It's the glory test. And, and something I learned from this Daniel plan, this book that I'm reading that I had never heard of before, um, they talk about just the old fork in the road. It's a fork in the road moment. <laughs> when you come to the buffet, it's a fork in the road moment. When you get to the dessert time, glory, hallelujah. And in my family, my grandpa, God rest his soul, believed heavily in having dessert before the dinner. And then he would cap the dinner off with a sweet tooth run in my family, church. And so the fork idea is that with every eating decision, with every drinking decision, with every, there's a fork in the road. And I would just add to that one fork, one side of the fork goes towards destruction and one goes toward glory, glory to almighty God. That might help you. Open up your Bibles to Daniel chapter one. Today, since we're talking about food, I want to ground the entire series in Daniel chapter 1 and Daniel chapter 10. Because you might wonder where this comes from. Daniel chapter 1. We all know the book of Daniel, right? Daniel is in relationship with the king, right? This is the cat that got thrown into the fiery furnace. Many of you heard that passage growing up, right? But in Daniel chapter 1, we're going to start with verse 14. The Bible says this. So he agreed to test, he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. So Daniel came to the king and asked, hey, we want to refrain from eating your royal food. And let me tell you something, the king's food back then, it was, it was like, you know, Angus Barn kind of good. Ruth Chris kind of good. This was not Mickey D's. So Daniel says, we want to refrain from the royal food and the royal drink, the wine. And we want to eat this. Listen closely. We want to eat vegetables. And so the king agreed to this. And look what happens in verse 15. At the end of the 10 days, they looked what church? They looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them what? Here is the grounding of the Daniel plan, the Daniel fast that I'll talk to you about, and I'm going to talk about the difference between those two today. So the guard took away their choice food and wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. Verse 17, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. Everybody say, King Neb. Y'all know that story. To King Nebuchadnezzar, the king talked with him, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service in every matter of wisdom and understanding about, the, about which the king questioned them. He found them, look at it, Ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in the whole kingdom. They said, King, we don't want your royal food. We want to eat vegetables instead. And they did it for ten days. And the king and everybody in his quarters, they were amazed because these four dudes became healthier, had better understanding, and were able to serve better eating the vegetables. Now go over to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. Very, very similar, but it's the difference between the time period 
that you might consider the Daniel's fast. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. Daniel 10. I love the sound of your pages turning. That's awesome. Bring your Bibles to church, church. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for how long? Three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Remarkable passage of Scripture from which we get the Daniel's fast, which is represented here, and we get the Daniel plan, which is represented here. What I'm challenging you to do today is to consider a Daniel's fast. You might say, well, how long? It's your decision. For some of you, three days would be awesome. You've never done something like this. For some of you, seven days. Maybe you want to go Daniel 1 and you want to do it how many days? Ten. Ten days. Or maybe you want to go Daniel 10 and you go how many days? 21 days. Or maybe, maybe you'll do what I'm doing and others are doing. We're going for a month. We're going for a month that will culminate a month from today on March 15th where we will have the 5K and the 10K walk slash run. This is the Daniel's fast, and this is not exhaustive. But you have all kinds of vegetables. You have all kinds of fruit. Now, some people do just vegetables. I'm letting you know what I do. Some people do just vegetables. When I've done the Daniel's fast, and again, I've done it probably six to eight times, I add fruit. I do vegetables. I do fruit. I do water. And I do coffee. (laughs) To the glory and honor of my King Jesus. Which is why I've got a coffee maker up here. Do you mind? Best coffee maker on the market right here. I like it because it holds my beans. Papua New Guinea. Best coffee bean on the planet. Smaller in size, smooth, robust. Make you speak in tongues at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm just kidding. You'll find me most mornings at 5 o'clock in the morning standing over this at this very moment. Now you, you might give up coffee. And that might be good for you, but I'm a pastor. And I'm supposed to love people. And if I were to give up coffee, I don't think I would be very lovable or very loving. So I I have coffee. I have vegetables. I have fruit. And I drink a lot of water. And here's something I've been doing recently because I've kind of gone ahead of you on this. I'm really into fruit smoothies now. I love fruit smoothies. Make them, blender, Nutribullet, whatever you want to do. 
But this is what I do, and this is the Daniel's fast. Now, over here, we have what's called the Daniel plan. And the Daniel plan would be something that I would hope you would consider, actually, after you finish the fast, that you and I would strive toward living what these three doctors in California have figured out to be both a biblical from Daniel, but a very healthy lifestyle. This is a fast. Everyone say fast. This is a lifestyle. Everybody say lifestyle. And as I've studied it, and I am no food expert, and I'm about to let you listen to some food experts today, but as I've studied it, this is actually an incredible lifestyle. And they're very, very different. What this is made up of is low glycemic fruit, low glycemic fruit, starchy grains right here. So you got the low glycemic fruit, you got the starchy grains, butternut squash, sweet potatoes, corn, right? Corn, carrots. I mean, there's just, there's just all kinds of stuff in here. You've got protein. Protein, okay? You need your protein. And so they talk about eating things like salmon. Glory to God. Sushi style, right? Or you can cook it. Lean protein, lean beef, chicken, right? Lean hamburger meat. Here's your protein. Some of you were thinking I was about to challenge you to go the rest of your life without eating meat. That would go against Acts chapter 10 where the Bible says, get up, kill, and eat. Hello, I am a hunter. That bothers some of you vegetarians. I love you, but I'm a hunter. And I believe meat is good for the soul. Let the meat eater say amen. Amen. That's what I thought. Okay? You guys are a trip, man. Eggs, nuts, beans, here you got non-starchy vegetables, non-starchy vegetables. You got asparagus, you got peppers, you got cauliflower, you got mm, collard greens. Glory, hallelujah. How many of you eat collard greens? More African Americans raise their hands than white people. Yeah, I just said that. And I'm with African-Americans on this one, man. My wife and I can kill up on some collard greens, right? Okay? Isn't it beautiful having a diverse church? This is a lifestyle. This is a fast. And being very, very clear as I possibly can today. Maybe you've never done anything like this. Why don't you think about... Joining me for a 10-day Daniel's fast. You will detox your body. You'll get all the toxins out. Couple that with some exercise. Wow. Wow. Eat all vegetables if you want. I think it's acceptable to throw some fruit in it. God grows it, right? Some fruit. Lots of water. Coffee, that's optional. Call me a sinner if you're a purist, okay? Maybe you don't do that. And after 10 days... Or 21 days. Or for the ambitious ones, go a month with me. Go one month. Now, you might want to consult your physician if you need to do this. But go a, go a period of time and then come with me on a Daniel lifestyle that will not be legalistic. There's, there's grace here. And, and can I just say this? Because some of you, man, when it comes to food, 
We were I, I, we had a person on staff some time ago, and and we would go on conferences together. You ever been around this kind of person? And we would go on conferences together, and we would stop at restaurants to eat. And this staff person, God bless his soul. I'm just going to tell you as a he. I'm not going to say his name. He would go around the table, and he would look at what you ordered, and he would tell you how many fat grams were in that. He'd tell you how many calories were in that, and then he would tell you why you shouldn't be eating that. Hey, I got an idea. Shut up and worry about what's on your own plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't. The problem with food, because it's so tricky, if you start doing good with this, if you're not careful, you will become very judgmental. And you can become very judgmental with your spouse. Then you are no fun to live with. <laughs> Let some spouses say amen. See, you've been there already, right? So, so if you're not careful, you'll become judgmental. Then you'll become prideful. And by the way, you've then just replaced gluttony with pride. So grace abounds. But what we're talking about here is a fast that then transitions into a lifestyle. And as I said, I'm not a food expert. So I'd like for you to be able to hear from a food expert. Dr. Mark Hyman travels all over the country talking about food. Keep your pen in your hand. I was going to put some outline notes in here for this video because it is chock full of stuff, but I didn't have room in your teaching notes. But take notes on this video. This is really, really, really good. This will help dispel some myths, okay? Pay close attention, and then I will come back and wrap this up at the end. Here we go. As we continue on with session two, the main feature of it is going to be focusing on food and how it's about abundance, not deprivation. I'm so thrilled to be joined with Dr. Mark Hyman. He's Hi, one of our founding doctors. <laughs> Hi, buddy. So nice to have you here. Mark did a, a cross-country flight to make this video shoot. He's an amazing doctor and friend to myself, my family, the Saddleback family. And I think as you cue in online, you'll um, feel that way about him as well. So, Mark. You, when I think of you, I think of three words. Well, I think of a lot of things, but the three <laughs> words I think of in this area is food as medicine. That's right. So tell me a little bit about how food can actually heal and some of your key thoughts on that. Absolutely. You know, Dee, one of the things that we're learning is that food isn't just calories mm -hmm. and energy. It's actually got instructions, and it tells your body what to do. It tells it to get sick or it tells it to get healthy. And depending on the quality of the food you eat, depends on the quality of your health. It's such a simple idea. Mm -hmm. Most people don't get it. I mean, what if you have, you know, Doritos and a Coke and, you know, a big Cinnabon? Is that good for your body? What messages is that sending to your genes? Mm -hmm. Versus if you have, you know, some fresh real food, like a piece of chicken, a salad, you know, a potato, just simple food, real mm -hmm. food. Yes. It has very different instructions to your mm -hmm. body. If you want to really think about what we're eating, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are the foods that God made? And mm -hmm. what are the foods that man made, right? It's very simple. If you just stick to foods that God made, you're in good shape. God doesn't make things with a big ingredient list or the food label or a barcode usually, right? <laughs> God makes, you know, the things of the ground, right? It makes vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds and beans and whole grains, just food. Mm -hmm. And there's animals that we can eat. There's chickens and beef and lamb and there's eggs, just fish, just food. I mean, it's not that complicated. <laughs> and people think about low calorie, high fat, low fat, low carb, high carb. You know, it's just every confusing diet mm -hmm. on there on the market is mm -hmm. getting people to just give up. But the message is really simple. If you just eat real food, if you eat food that was <laughs> grown in a plant, not made in a plant, if you eat food that has a very short distance from the field to the fork, 
Oh, I like that. It's really feel simple. To the fork. Nice. That's good. The feel to the fork. Okay, so for somebody starting out on this journey, they might open up their pantry or their fridge and not have and a just, lot of things from the right. field to the fork. Now, there's three things that they should look at. You have three things. If you do nothing else yes. with the Daniel plan with food, there's three things besides eating real food. Okay. It's number one, look at your labels. And if there's anything with high fructose corn syrup or trans fats or what they, they also call it hydrogenated fat or MSG or monosodium glutamate and all the other hidden names for it, then you probably shouldn't be eating it. And it's good to probably just throw it out and find other foods to eat that are good for you. And the foods that you want to eat are the foods that are in the Daniel plan, the foods that you want to add in. The things that you add are way more important than the things that you really take away, except for those three ingredients. You just get rid of those three ingredients and then add real okay, food. Okay, so say the three ingredients again. It's high fructose corn syrup. Okay. It's trans fats or hydrogenated fat. Okay. And it's MSG. Okay, great. Because trans fats are fake franken fats that cause cancer and heart disease and diabetes and obesity. Okay. High fructose corn syrup, it's the most abundant source of calories in our diet. It's what's in barbecue sauce and salad dressing and hidden in, I mean, there's more sugar in tomato sauce than there is in Oreo cookies. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. People don't wow, know what they're eating. So you're, you're eating all this hidden sugar. And then <laughs> the MSG, which makes you crave and binge. The way they get mice to be fat for doing research is they give them MSG. It makes them overeat. So it's, it's going to create addiction and overeating and brain chemistry problems. Okay, the one thing I have heard over and over from people trying your program is that they'll say that their palate really changed yeah. once they added in these yeah. whole foods. Right, the food industry has basically hijacked our taste buds. So real food doesn't really taste that good anymore. So you've kind of got to get your body back in balance and your cravings will go away. Your, your your obsession about different foods will go away, your binging will go away, your body will rebalance. And you know, the Daniel plan is not about weight loss, but it happens automatically. We have people who lose 100 pounds, 150 pounds, you know, people who lost 25 pounds seem like slackers, right? right. But it was, it was extraordinary. It wasn't a weight loss program. It's really about getting your body back and learning how it works and learning how to work with it rather than against it. Ah, it's awesome. Now, when you talk about not being a weight loss program, being a lifestyle, about getting your health back, um, an important part when people are making these changes is that to know they're not going to be hungry. And no. I heard you say in there that this way you can actually curb your cravings. You've talked about a few principles of starting with breakfast, about yeah. the increments to eat. Can you speak to that? Because ultimately, really easy. as you enter in on this program, we want you to be satisfied. It is about abundance. It's about not being hungry. It's about a new way to live and have a, a different type of relationship with food and even the way we view food. So speak to how we can curb Absolutely. our cravings and kind of the, the pacing of that. Yeah, it's, it's really extraordinary. Now, I have people who are addicted to sugar, addicted to processed foods, and they don't believe that in less than 48 hours that their brains can completely reshift. So in 48 hours, now how does that happen? It's amazing. It's so, really quite easy because your hormones are hijacked and your brain chemistry is hijacked by these processed foods and high mm. sugar foods. So when you stop eating them, and we have something we're going to do, which is a sort of a two-week Daniel Plan reboot or detox, and it's going to allow you to see the power of eating in some very simple ways to shift these cravings. So it's, it's really quite simple. Start your day with protein. It can be a protein shake. It can be eggs. It can be even dinner for breakfast, right? Okay. Very simple. And then you want to eat regularly. You don't want to go for long periods without yeah, about eating. about how often? So, you know, at least breakfast, lunch, and dinner at regular intervals. Okay. And then maybe a snack, a handful of nuts in the morning or afternoon if you're hungry. Okay. That's it. The other thing is you really don't want to drink 
liquid sugar calories. You can have a shake, you can have a green juice, but you shouldn't have liquid sugar calories, which is in everything. It's in our sodas, it's fruit juices, it's energy mm -hmm. drinks, it's sports drinks, it's sweetened coffees, it's sweetened teas. I mean, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's going to completely disrupt your brain chemistry. And then it's doing some simple things besides that, which is eating a lot of food. We want you to eat a lot of Wait, food. Wait, say that again. Day. So you, we can eat a lot of food. I eat a lot of food. I mean, Lemon, right? I, I eat had, a lot of food, too. <laughs> I eat a lot of, see, look at us. We both eat a lot of food. You can eat a lot of food on the Daniel Plan if you eat quality food. So the other night we had roasted mushrooms with garlic. We had uh, broccoli rabe, which is a, kind of a really nice broccoli family vegetable with garlic and stir-fried in olive oil. And we had asparagus with ginger stir-fried. Yeah. And then we, we had some, you know, chicken apple sausages that I put on the grill which was maybe 25% of my plate. And most of it, I had, you know, three or four different kinds of vegetables. Okay. That's the main course. And it's full of fiber. It's full of nutrients. See, most of us are starving for nutrients. So we crave more food. Mm -hmm. So the more nutrient deficient you are, Interesting. the less nutrients your foods have. Like processed food has almost no nutrients. I mean, how many vitamins and minerals does Coke have? Really nothing. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, if you have... You know, the, the equivalent, for example, of, let's say, 240 calories of soda, which is a 20-ounce soda, mm -hmm. has 15 teaspoons of sugar. Now, you probably wouldn't put 15 teaspoons of sugar in your coffee or your tea, but you'd have one soda. That's what you're having. Wow. It has no fiber. It raises your blood sugar. It raises your insulin. It makes you hungry. It causes a fatty liver, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, causes cancer, heart disease, and dementia. He's like, right? side me on. I'm okay. definitely not going that no, direction. No, no. But if you have the same amount of broccoli, let's say 240 <laughs> calories of broccoli, it's, like a it's seven and a half cups. I mean, good luck if you can eat seven <laughs> and a half cups of broccoli, right? Right. But it's got 35 grams of fiber. It has almost no sugar. Yeah. It's packed with vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. and phytonutrients. It's so what we call nutrient-dense as opposed to nutrient-poor that it gives your body the things it needs so it's not looking for something all the time. <clears throat> it's amazing. So tell me a typical way you start out your breakfast then. You said to start with protein. What does that look like? So this morning, you know, I'm travel a lot and I have to figure out what I'm going to eat. So they had <laughs> something on the menu which was this egg timbali, which was like an, it was like an egg, uh, looked like an egg uh, round thing was the egg. And it said, it said uh, egg whites, but I had whole eggs okay. with spinach on top and some vegetables. And that was it. And I had a cup of coffee because I got in late last night. <laughs> and that was, that was my breakfast. And it's great and I feel satisfied. And then nice. for lunch, we had some chicken and vegetable, grilled vegetables, right. and some berries. Very satisfied. I'm not craving anything. I'm not hungry. My brain's good. I'm clear. I have energy. I mean, this is what you want to feel like. I mean, how many of you feel sluggish and tired and worn down? A lot of it has to do with what you're putting in your mouth. So if you realize that you're only a couple of days away from feeling good, and if you just sort of give it a try... It's amazing the way you can feel. Oh, I love what you just said. You said you're a couple days away from feeling good, mm -hmm. and just give it a try. If you do go onto the website, we have shopping lists, we have 10-day meal plans, we have a few other tips on how to curb your cravings, and all those things really work together. And I love that you don't get hungry on this plan. Mm -hmm. I love that it's a whole different way to have a relationship with food. Mm -hmm. I love you said that it's only a couple days until you feel, are feeling better. Yeah. But ultimately, when I think about my day, like I want to be super effective with my day. I've got mm -hmm. five kids. I've got mm -hmm. a full-time job. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be effective at that meeting at 3 o'clock. You know, how I eat at noon makes a huge yeah. difference. The other day, I had had a really stressful meeting. 
and I got out and my blood sugar, I, it had been a while, the, the stressful meeting was right during lunch and I didn't have That's my right. routine. And I went over to one of my associates and said, I'm starving, do you have any food in the fridge? And I was kind of at that food emergency. Yeah. And she said, do you want me to run out and get you like, I said, could you get me like a great green juice over there? And I was able yeah. to have the rest of the day amazing. Yeah. But having these, just a little bit of planning ahead, yeah. implementing some of Mark tips, the other tips you'll see on our website, make a huge difference, mm -hmm. in, not only in your long-term health, but how you're feeling day-to-day, moment-by-moment, getting home after a long day and feeling refreshed, being energized to enter into your family, friends, yeah. your life. It's really about well, designing your life. I think that's right. You know, the, it's it. If you, if you just think about your life as a canvas, you know, do you want it to be a beautiful painting or do you want it to be some sort of gray, foggy experience, right? Yes. And a lot of us go through life as this gray, foggy experience. I call it brain fog and food coma, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of us walk around a food coma and we can't really love well. Yeah. We can't really connect to ourselves. We yeah. can't connect to the people who are, are close to us. Mm -hmm. We can't connect with our work. We can't connect to God. Those are the things that matter in life. So mm -hmm. it's not that food is sort of an, an end in itself to try to you know, do the right thing. It's really about abundance, trying to find a way to thrive, mm -hmm. to give yourself energy and well-being, and to be able to do the things that matter in life. To have energy and well-being and to thrive. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hyman. These are amazing principles to live by for week two. Um, those following the Daniel plan, we wish you the best as you interact. And just have fun exploring some new foods this week, adding a few new things in, checking out a few labels. This is an adventure. We're so glad that you joined us and are part of it with us. So envisioning your life as a canvas... And how are you going to paint on that canvas when it comes to your diet and what you eat and what you drink? And I realize some of this is real new to some of you, but it's a, it's a concept that I've been pursuing now for 26 years with varying degrees of success and failure, trust me. A concept that struck me this week, and I don't even have it up here on my table, but it's in your teaching notes. It's the quote from Hippocrates, the ancient physician. Look on your sheet. They're going to throw that up on the screen. It's, it just rocked me. I had never considered food as medicine. But Hippocrates said this, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. I had never in all my life looked at food as medicine to keep me healthy. Food really as preventative medicine to keep me healthy. So I would just invite you to keep exploring. The engagement level is high. If you're new to this stuff, man, just give it a try. If this is old hat to you and you love this stuff, man, jump in and let's go get this, church. Because here's what I know that I know. These bodies belong to God. Amen? And how I care for that body makes a huge difference. And here's what else I believe. I believe that when I get to heaven one day, we talked about this last week. We talked about when we die, right? And when I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I am saved by grace and grace alone. Amen? saved by faith through grace i get it i understand that but you can also read scripture and you can actually i believe a faithful understanding is of scripture is grace and truth i believe that when i stand before god one day this is not whether i get into heaven or not but i believe there is going to be an accountability of how i handled and how i stewarded over my life 
Like, I believe that when I get before God one day, I might get a question something like this. What did I do with what God gave me? You can take that to the financial realm. Did I honor God with my finances? What did I do with what God gave me? What did I do with the children God gave me? How did I pray for them and diligently try to raise them in the way of the Lord? What did I do with the spouse God gave me? What did I do with the church God gave me? You're, you might be in another business. What, what, did, what did I do with the business God gave me? What did I do with the vocational uh, branch that God gave me the, the mind and the discipline to get an education in and, and pursue? What did I do with the body God gave me? I believe we are tasked to steward over that which God has given us. And stewardship of the body really does matter. It's why Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, I know you've heard this verse before, but why don't we end with it? And why don't we read it out loud together? 1 Corinthians 10, 31, go. So whether you... Or, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all what? It would be a sin to let good coffee go bad. Oh, and I like cream. You people who drink your coffee black... Y'all more of a man than I am. Woman. More of a man, more of a woman than I am. I like cream. I don't like too much, just a little bit. Mm. Cheers. Here's to your health. Think about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org. And our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.